The February 7th, 2023 meeting of the Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals is now in session. Good evening and welcome to this meeting of the Arlington County Board of Zoning Appeals, which is also known as the BZA. I am Lindsay Arthurs, chair of the board. The board is made up of five citizens appointed by the circuit court. In addition to myself, we have Vice Chair Judy Freshman and board members Inta Malice, Portia Clark, and Richard Kaplan. Also present are the professional staff, including Blake Bowen, Board of Zoning Appeals Coordinator, Meg Ryan, BZA Associate Planner, Stephen Rissey, Zoning Prim Supervisor, and Brett Goldberg, Associate Planner. Right, good, fabulous. All right, we ask that you please give us some grace as we juggle between in-person and virtual format. Before we call the first case, I'll share with you some general information about the BZA and then some ground rules on how we conduct our hybrid meetings. The board's powers are prescribed in the Code of Virginia and are set out in further detail in the, in the county's zoning ordinance adopted by the county board. The Board of Zoning Appeals does not have the power to rezone property or to amend the regulations set forth in the ordinance. That authority rests with the county board. This board does have the authority to do three things. We can approve use permits that allow modifications of placement requirements of structures on one and two family lots where there is no option in the zoning ordinance to allow such modifications. We can grant variances from the specific requirements of the zoning ordinance, and we can decide appeals of decisions of the zoning administrator. Now here are some specific instructions about this evening's hybrid event. First of all, please silence your cell phones. Applicants and speakers, if you're attending in person when your case is called, please move to the podium in front of the room and identify yourself. Please be sure to speak into the microphone for the benefit of those on teams. Please note the podium is adjustable. Tonight's meeting is also available to stream on the county board website via Microsoft Teams. If you're attending virtually and lose internet connectivity during the meeting, please reconnect with us by phone. If you are attending or viewing via the Teams link, link please keep your phones and devices muted until you are called upon. Turn off the sound on any other devices around you to minimize interference. Please turn off your cameras until you are called upon to speak. When called upon to speak, please turn on your camera and unmute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon that is located in the meeting command bar. The moderator does not have the ability to unmute you. The meeting chat is active for presenters and board members who need technical assistance only. The meeting chat should not be used for discussion, public comments, questions about agenda items, or requests for more information. All public comments must be shared verbally for the record during the assigned public testimony period. Applicants and public speakers, you will be called upon when it is time for you to speak. We request that all speakers pre-register to speak tonight. If you did not pre-register but wish to speak, speaker slips are in the box next to the clerk to the left of the board. Of, I think, yes, to the left. Please hand in your speaker slip to Meg Ryan on the left side of the dais. We will do our best to accommodate any additional speakers if time permits. Public comments will take place only within the allotted time frames. During public comment, a speaker timer will be displayed on the screen and on the podium. Please be respectful of the time allotted. Lastly, this is a public forum. Tonight's meeting will be recorded and posted to the county website. All information, information associated with tonight's meeting, whether written or spoken, is subject to the Freedom of Information Act requirements. After your case of interest is heard, you're welcome to stay for the balance of the session or to leave at your convenience. Now for tonight's meeting procedures. 
The staff reports for each case on tonight's agenda can be found on the BZA website. A link to the agenda can be found in the chat session as well as a, on a QR code on the front table to link to the electronic reports. If you have not seen the report for your case, you may wish to review it before your item is called. There is also a separate link on our agenda website to the supplemental material. The order of our meeting is as follows. First, cases will be called and board members will ask any questions that they have of the county staff. Next, the applicants and their representatives will be given an opportunity to make comments to support their application. Then if there are any speakers for any items, they will be called upon at that time. After we hear from the speakers for or against the proposal, the board may permit the applicant a brief opportunity to clarify any points. The board will also ask questions of any speakers, but we do not permit and will not condone any cross-examination or direct questioning by others. We have deemed the following time limits for applicants to, uh, to be sufficient. Five minutes for applicants to use for use and permits and variances, three minutes for speakers representing organizations, and two minutes for those speaking as individuals. After the board has gathered all the information we need and has discussed the case, we will decide the matter by voting on a motion duly made and seconded. A majority is needed to approve any motion. An appeal, any appeal from the decision of this board must be made to the circuit court in accordance with state law. This concludes my introductory remarks. Mr. Bowen or Ms. Ryan, will you please call the first item? Yes, Ms. Arthurs, I believe the BZA was interested in a group motion of approval for two cases. I have those cases noted as case number V-11810-22-UP-1, as well as V-11811-22-UP-1. Um, the first is for the property at 520, or excuse me, 5221 25th Place North, and the second is for the property at 3708 7th Street South. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I will now read the uh, advertisement language for each of those two cases. The first case is case number V-11810-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Mary and Andrew Swartz, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 8.3 feet to the rear addition wall and rear screen porch instead of 10 feet as required, to permit a left side setback of 9.7 feet to the rear addition wall and 9.9 .9 feet to the front porch instead of 10 feet as required, and to permit an aggregate side setback of 16.8 feet instead of 18 feet as required regarding after the fact of approval of a rear addition, rear screen porch, and front porch to an existing one-family dwelling zoning district on the premises known as 5221 25th Place North in the Yorktown Civic Association. The second case is case number V-11811-22-UP-1, a use permit request by Susan Stolp and Roger Cortez, the owners, to permit a right side setback of 8.5 feet to the front porch instead of 10 feet as required and to permit a left side setback of 9.8 feet to the front porch instead of 10 feet as required regarding a new front porch to an existing one family dwelling in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 3708 7th Street South in the Alcova Heights Civic Association. The staff recommendation for both of these use permit requests is for approval subject to the conditions listed. Does anybody have any questions or want to discuss anything? Do you have any speakers? We do not. Fabulous. Madam Chair. Yes. I move uh, the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolutions approving the use permit V-11810-22-UP-1 and V-11811-22-UP-1 
subject to their respective conditions listed. Second. Is there any further discussion? A motion has been made by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Freshman. I will call the roll. Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to grant the application passes on a vote of 5-2-0. Mr. Bowen or Ms. Ryan, will you please call the next item? Yes, Ms. Arthurs, the next case on the agenda after the first two cases which were just approved is case number V-11812-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Skylar Ahrens on behalf of HGPT LLC, the owners, to permit a street setback of 14.6 feet to the porch, 13.6 feet to the porch eave, and 19.6 feet to the main building eave instead of 21 feet to the porch and main building eave, 19.5 feet to the porch eave as required for the North Cleveland Street right-of-way, and to permit a left-side setback of 7 feet to the rear addition instead of 8 feet as required from the left-side property line regarding a new rear addition with garage slash basement below, second-story addition, and front porch to an existing one-family dwelling in the R5 zoning district on the premises known as 423 North Cleveland Street within the Lion Park Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. And please note that we did receive some additional um, supplemental material for this application that came in late today um, and <coughs> regarding the neighborhood outreach and the applicant's summary of their neighborhood outreach. Okay. Does anybody have any questions for the board? Or staff. Staff. We are the board. <laughs> Thank you. We have a lot of questions for the board. <laughs> Go on. You don't? You don't have any questions? <laughs> All right. Uh, are the applicants with us? Uh, I'm here, Skylar Aarons, virtually. Uh, I apologize. I, I planned on attending in person today, but my wife actually had a fever yesterday and just didn't think it was probably a good idea to go out in public today. So um, We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, but I, I just wanted to uh, uh, also let you know that uh, the owner, um, HPT, uh, is actually uh, Stephanie Bogdanovich, and uh, she's—I think she's getting on. She's she's trying to get on. Um, she uh, uh, was trying to get the kids to bed, I think, and so that that's the only issue. But she is uh, getting on here as well. Um, she's in the lobby right now. Okay, awesome. Um, so I didn't want to have to drag her in. I, I tried not to make the owners have to do anything if uh, unless we need to elaborate further on things. But um, uh, again, uh, we're we're just. Basically, most of this project is by right. We're doing a larger second-story addition renovation, uh, kind of typical that you see, uh, and then this rear addition, uh, and then the front porch. Um, I will note that you know one good thing that I like about this project uh, is that the owner is not maxing out this structure on this property. You know, this is definitely one of these uh, uh, projects where it will look like a new house and kind of almost function like a new house. Uh, but it's it's kind of refreshing to see, you know, where the lot is, you know, the uh, addition isn't going all the way back 25 feet away from the property line. Uh, so there's there's a good amount of green space left on this property. Uh, it's just unfortunate because we are using the original footprint that the uh, existing porch was non-conforming. Um, and I think uh, we are making this slightly better. Um, and so it, it, I think it was a little bit over six feet originally, and, and we're planning on reducing it back a little bit to six feet. 
Um, and uh, the addition in the back is asking, I think, uh, for a foot, uh, but not totally too uncommon in the area from prior requests that we've seen. Uh, other than that, I, I really leave the rest of the time to you. Uh, I, oh, I apologize. Sorry, I'm, I'm confusing this with another case. Um, the, I know neighborhood outreach is always important, as I like to tell everyone. Um, you know, I, I always leave that to the homeowners. I find that the neighbors react a lot better when, you know, the property owner comes by rather than just some random guy like me showing up and saying, hey, please sign this. Um, so uh, I know the owner made quite a few uh, attempts here, three to four different trips she made going around the neighborhood over the last couple months. Um, she last week, I think, left a bag with all of the same supplemental inf uh, information we just uh, sent to you guys, um, where she was you know, stipulating the request, uh, showing the plans and everything. Unfortunately, I don't think any of the neighbors got back to her. Uh, and she did make a last ditch effort today again to try to reach uh, three of the neighbors and was unable to. Um, uh, I think there's only six uh, neighboring properties on this one. Um, and she was able to get three of them. Um, but again, I just I, I know she made several attempts and, like I said, left documentation on uh, each door um, for these neighbors. And she was just not able to make contact with anyone. Um, there is another neighbor, and I, I don't know how much I should say that because I don't like putting people's business out, but I, I believe one of the neighbors in question might be elderly and uh, was being taken care of by a nurse, and the nurse didn't speak English, so it was there was seemed to be an issue just trying to get that conversation going. Um, so, again, I, I know she's made quite a few attempts in trying to contact the neighbors, um, and as I don't know, as far as I know from staff, I don't think anyone's complained or not complained, but objected. Um, so, yeah, that's that's with that. That's all I really have. Ms. Arthurs. Yes. Mr. Aarons. Yes. I was unable to access the supplemental material at the last minute. Okay. So would you please tell me which of the three neighbors you believe you have support? Yes. Uh, give me one second here and I can pull that up. Um, so, Skylar, I'm here. This is Stephanie Bogdanovich. I'm the property owner. Oh, that's fine. I, I just know I had the list of the, the addresses offhand. I just didn't know if you had it. So, um, so the ones that we have support from are 422 North Cleveland. 416 North Cleveland and 419 North Cleveland. Thank you. Manager? Yes. So um, does the owner live in the in the current house and is able to catch your neighbors I, coming and going? No. I do they, not live in the in house. Different neighborhood. I'm sorry? You're, you're both talking at the same time. <laughs> I do not live in the current house, no. Okay, so the neighbor that is on the facing your house on the left side, do you know the name of that neighbor? I do not, no. Is that house, I, I think the house is under construction. It was so it just recently finished. It's, is it occupied? I believe so, so but I don't it know. Was before us. It makes it a little bit harder. So it, it was before us several times. But I think it's just finished. Yeah, the difficulty here, and this is really to Skyler, I guess, uh, Mr. Ahrens, um, you know, 
we have this problem when the owner doesn't live in the neighborhood. Um, you know, when the owner lives in the neighborhood, generally they know their neighbors and they know, you know, they're home in the evening to catch them as they come and go. So when when we have an an owner that doesn't live in the neighborhood, I really think that there needs to be some extra effort made. Um, you know, it's it's just a little different uh, situation when you can't observe uh, people coming and going. You know, so one of the affected neighbors is on the left side. We don't have information from them, but you know, I that that's just a comment. Yeah, no, I understand. And trust me, I, I really do emphasize it to all the uh, citizens that we, we do these use permits through um, because I, I do know the board really does value uh, that, that outreach. So um, I, I, and I think you're right. You nailed it right on the head when they don't live, when the owner doesn't live in that house, it's kind of hit or miss if you're going to actually get someone um, right. more more. I, I, more recently, I think I've tried with neighbors that we can't get a hold of. We tried to send like a certified notice. But I know Stephanie was really just trying to get their signatures. And by the time really, you know, she she made a last ditch effort uh, last week. And then uh, once we kind of got past that one week mark, I was like, well, you know, just keep trying because <laughs> I don't think we should send one less than a week from the hearing. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I understand. Uh, it's just on this case, she's I know she's made three or four attempts and just. Even even to leave the information on their porch, and we didn't really get a response from that. So, Madam Chair, um, yes. I wanted to ask uh, Mr. Aarons if the individual that was elderly with an aide at the home, what was the address of that property? That's why I didn't know. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was appropriate that to disclose information like that. But I can. I think I mentioned it in the email to to Blake. I just didn't yeah. know if it was appropriate to kind of say it in a public hearing with medical stuff and, you know, I'll stuff tell, like that. I'll tell HIPAA. her. 2602. Oh, okay, not the 427. Right. Okay. We're good. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So, in some ways, it's a challenge for you, Mr. Aarons, when your clients are not living in the property. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Does anybody else have any comments? Motions? Anything? Sorry, but I, I feel as if it's incomplete. And I recall with the house on the corner, which may or may not be occupied, but it was before us several times and was also um, an applicant that didn't do a lot of outreach. Maybe it's endemic to the neighborhood. I don't know what the situation is, but I feel as if the application is incomplete. Oh, yeah, I remember the neighboring house now. I think that was one of my first cases. Before my time. Yeah. All right. Does anyone, would you like to make a motion to that effect, Ms. Freshman? Well, I would move deferral for a month and at least have several more tries to try to, at the very least, have the properties that are adjacent, including the one in the rear, which would mean three more signatures. 
Uh, up to March, I guess. Whatever that date is. Mr. Aarons, would you guys be open to that? If that sways things in a more favorable position, I, I guess they have no choice. I, the only issue is, I guess, you know, when you leave documents on someone's porch and they still don't respond to you, it's, a, I guess, my only other option is, yes, we could come by a few more times, but, I, you know, I just don't know. Uh, we could send certified letters if that also would, would be better. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I guess maybe it was just the recent documents that were left there. I feel like if they were going to respond, they would. But, again, I don't want to push it one way or another. Oh, the, the meeting is March 15th, and I would just suggest that whether it's a registered letter or um, yeah. some other effort. I think it's okay. March. March what? Eight. March March 7th, I believe. Seventh. Um, oh, it might be the it's 8th, moved actually. Again. It's, okay. I think the 7th is the work session. Work session is the 15th. Wait, no, I, I'm, oh, Let's sorry. I'll be quiet. <laughs> this is the first uh, Tuesday hearing I think I've ever been to. Anyway. <laughs> Is it Tuesday? I know it's weird. Next, Tuesday next, next month, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, then it is the 7th. Um, I would say that the <clears throat> house on the corner, 427, recently sold. So it, it's not under construction as likely somebody is there. You just have to need to time it right. Uh, I don't think we're going to get anything for 2602 because of that situation. We might be able to, but that, that might be a dead end. But there are still some, <clears throat> there are definitely some signatures that could be obtained okay. and the the 427 is on the left which which is some of the relief being asked for mm -hmm. right? right and so um you know th this is a relatively big project with um you know mostly by right with the porch but it is not an insignificant porch in terms of relief being asked for right and i would be more comfortable with the 427 i think everybody would all right. Someone want to make a motion? I did. I thought I did that. Oh, great. Um, I, well, okay. Never mind. I will. I'll, 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 I'll take that. It's fine. In the case of V-11812-22-UP1, I move deferral to March 7, BZA meeting for purposes of acquiring more signatures of support. Second. The motion has been made by Ms. Freshman and seconded by Ms. Malice. I will call the roll. Ms. Freshman. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. The motion to move the case to the March 7th BZA hearing passes 5 to 0. We'll see you guys next Thank month. Thank you to the board. Thank you. Good night. Actually, I think I have the next hearing too. Sorry. Perhaps <laughs> you're not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll see the scholar very soon. <laughs> that concludes this matter. And for the next matter, I'm going to pass the gavel to Ms. Freshman and step out since I know the applicant. Thank so you. It's all you. Can you call the next case, please? 
Yes, Ms. Freshman, the next case is V-11813-22-UP-1. dash 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 This is a use permit request by Skylar Ahrens on behalf of Alicia Henry, the owner, to permit a right side setback of 4.8 feet to the window well instead of 6 feet as required, and to permit a left side setback of 2.9 feet to the window well instead of 6 feet as required. Regarding the addition of new window wells to an existing one-family dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 2001 South Lorton Street, within the Green Valley Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Was there supplemental material? There was no supplemental materials or speakers signed up for this case. Thank you. Any questions for staff? Mr. Ahrens? Uh, yes. Go. Um, so this one, uh, uh, we are doing some window wells, um, as you are aware, you know, mostly uh, uh, window wells are not usually an aesthetic thing that people are asking for. It's more of a safety and fire uh, uh, rescue thing that uh, really just improves the safety of a home. Um, in this case, the, the owner has uh, a relatively small dwelling, just a first floor in a, uh, in a basement. Uh, and the, uh, the, they has actually, I think, two bedrooms that are kind of grandfathered in. Um, and she really does want them to be safe. And uh, even though she's not required, I mean, there are some people who, who fight tooth and nail to not have to do these because they're not cheap. Uh, and she's willingly wanting them to add safety to her home. Um, so, uh, you know, this uh, is encroaching in the sides a bit, but it is uh, one of those rare structures that barely peaks above grade usually. Uh, it's close to the ground. Uh, on this one, also, the owner was able to attain a lot of the signatures going around. Um, the only three, and I don't think I did receive a response uh, from any of these, was 2002 South Lorton Street, uh, 2008 South Lorton Street, and 2004 South Lorton Street. Um, the owner was not able to reach uh, those owners or get a signature. Um, yeah, to clarify also, I guess there's a townhouse, a strip of townhouses in front of this house. That's why there's so many adjacent neighbors that we're uh, showing here. Uh, and so uh, she did get a good portion of those neighbors. Uh, but again, we were in, unable to get these three. And I, I think staff, I, I sent it a few weeks ago. Um, I think staff has the copies of the certified notices we sent to these neighbors. And again, we didn't, I didn't receive anything and I don't believe the homeowner uh, has updated me with anything that anyone's dropped off or anything to her. Uh, we did give them addresses to respond to, email address addresses, and uh, to just drop off the, the signatures to her house since they live right down the road. Uh, again, didn't get any type of response or anything from that. Uh, but with that, I will leave uh, my time for you for any questions you may have. Any questions from Mr. Ahrens? Um, a question for staff. Uh, did we receive anything on 1933 that would be the most effective neighbor? And, and Mr. Ahrens, too. The, the window wells are on the left side of the house? Left and right. Left and right, yes. And yeah, that's 1933? Yes, there is a signature on 1933. Um, okay. When I emailed the letters of support, there was two separate letters together, I think because that person signed separately. Uh, I actually, that confused me as well because I was like, the owner had said she had gotten all these signatures. I was like, where's the signature at? And I noticed I had to scroll down to a separate signature page. Uh, so yes, I'm looking at it right now. There is a 1933. Okay, let, let staff catch up because I, I don't see it in the packet. 
I think he's referring to that page right there's now. There's a there's a blank this page signature. Is it page. just a blank signature? Page? Yeah. There's a signature on that page. It's not blank, but there's no address. There's a signature. Oh. <laughs> there's no address. Yeah, there's a signature that looks like it maybe starts with a J. Would that be the correct signature, Mr. Ernst? Um, yeah, we have a yeah it's by itself, and it's it's at the top of the page. Um, I can even here. I'm I'm, I'm kind of putting it through the camera lens here, but that's what it looks like right there. I don't see that. I don't think we have. Yeah, I don't have that. That's not what we have. Though. We've got the signature, but no information. We have a plane. Yeah. Oh, it's really strange. Um, I, I, I it's weird because it's in one email. They weren't separate from the other page. Um, so, what's your, Madam, Chair, funny. Madam Chair, there yes. seems to be someone in the audience that wants our attention. I, you can ask me. I, I didn't. <laughs> I'm the applicant, and I just wanted to confirm what Mr. Arnn said. That is 1933 signature. I don't know why it fell fell off. It's weird. The way it's highlighted on the page I'm looking at, I almost wonder if they did an electronic signature and it just didn't carry over well when you guys printed it. Um, yeah, it, it, but it definitely is a signature here. Um, I can forward it to Blake or Meg. Thank you. It would be good to Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. I just okay. complete the record. Yeah, it may not have come through with uh, sometimes we have issues with like redactions and um, Adobe Acrobat just misbehaving, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that's that actually sounds about. It might be like an Adobe issue, but uh, yes, I'll forward that to him right now. And and I mean, this is radio recorded, and I did hold it up, so it, it it's shown here at least on the record. <laughs> okay. Any other questions for the applicants, Madam Chair? Um, I uh, my my view on this is that you know these window wells seem to be a pretty minimal. Um, um, project and the um, we, we now have the feedback of the most affected neighbor, so I'm good with this one. So um, that being said, I guess I will motion. Uh, I move the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit V-11813-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Thank you. Second. I'll second. Thank you. M moved by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Malice. No other questions? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? It's approved four to zero with one recusal. Thank, Thank you, you very much, board. You all have a good evening. You too. Hope your wife is okay. Yeah, I, I, she's doing better. She's doing better. I think it's more of the common cold. So, but uh, thank you very much. And again, you guys have a great evening. That was brutal standing in the hallway because Jade was also my old neighbor, the signature that you were looking for. <laughs> and I was just standing back there going, yes, it's Jade, that's her. <laughs> she also had to sign my BZA a couple years ago. I was like, ah. All right. Um, can Mr. Ryan, or Ms., Mr. Bowen or Ms. Ryan please call the next case? Yes, Ms. Arthurs, the next case on our agenda is case number V-11814-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Chris Klug on behalf of James and Emily Giuliano, the owners, to permit a right-side setback of 7.5 feet to the attached accessory structure instead of 8 feet as required 
regarding after-the-fact approval of a pergola in the R6 zoning district on the premises known as 806 North Ivy Street within the Ashton Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Please note that we did receive supplemental material for this case, including a BZA comment form indicating support, as well as email correspondent from the applicant regarding his colleague taking over the application for outdoor solutions. Interesting. Um, does anybody have any questions for the staff? I do. Okay. Go um, for it. Is, is, I know I, I can see the landscape drawings, but is this gazebo actually shown on the plat? Or am I? Yes, I believe it's very faintly shown on the plat. Um, it's a light gray outline. I uh, can scroll to the page and direct your attention to the appropriate area. Just a moment. All So in the plat, um, the second plat in your packet with right. the, the blue lines, um, the words frame patio slash OP are in the center of a light gray rectangle. And that light gray rectangle um, extends off the back side of the house um, as well as straight back to the house. The top edge of the pergola um, is right adjacent to where it says 7.5 feet. Okay. Um, oh, it's that whole thing? Yes, yeah. it's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it it seems like the plat, ought, you know, I don't know, ought to be more clear as to what the dimensions are, just for the record. Um, I don't know how to. Yeah, there's how to no, that. There's no distance back. It looks like it abuts the house. Yeah. Yes, it's if attached what, to the house. If that's, if that's the dimension. Oh, the next plot has it. So it's 31 feet by 20 feet. Mm -hmm. On the next page. The architectural drawings. Yes. Yeah, the architectural drawings. Yeah, but it just was on the plan. Yeah, it's hard to get it into perspective. Um, is um, let's see how what's the word wording in our resolution with respect to the plat. In accordance with the footprint shown on the survey, did, do you feel that that footprint is adequate? Yeah, and this is especially this is an after the fact approval, so they won't be building anything additional. Right. It'll just be um, for the structures that are already in place. Thank you. A question for staff. Yep. Your um, your note on the report is screaming out for a question. Um, <laughs> so, what is the difference between treating the accessory structure as a garage? and not as a garage. And I'm referring to on page two. I will take on a look there twice. at that particular note and get back to you in just a it's, moment. It's on there twice. It's in the middle of the page and at the bottom of the page. And could you show, put up a picture if you can do multiple things at the same time? <laughs> so it, in this case, um, they are, the applicants are close to their maximum lot coverage, but they're not over it. Um, so that note pertains to the idea that, you know, if this detached accessory building were to be treated as a garage, they would get a coverage bonus. 
Oh, okay. It does not seem to affect the proposal as is, right. but they are very close to their lot coverage. Right, right. I, I did notice that we are 0.2 away from their lot coverage. Mm -hmm. So if it was a garage, then that would bump up a little bit. To yeah, 46. they would get a 5% coverage bonus. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Are the applicants with us? Do they wish to speak? Hello, um, I'm, my name is William too. Um, Chris Klug is no longer with Outdoor Solutions, so I'm standing in place for him. Um, I work for Outdoor Solutions and on behalf of Giuliano. I'm sorry, did you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, okay, sorry. So um, I'm trying to familiarize myself with this project now that Chris Klug is no longer with us, but um, it, I'm just trying to, if you had any questions for me, um, I can try to answer as much as I can. Does anyone have any questions? I, did, I just have a general question about whether or not a substitute person is okay. I mean, it, it didn't seem to me, it seems to me that it's the person who's shown as on the consent form and not the company. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I know people come and go, but I didn't know whether that was an issue. Yeah, he was, uh, unfortunately, he had just left us yesterday. So uh, uh, this is kind of last minute for me to jump on this. Uh, what is your name? William Tu, T-U. Okay, we have a letter, don't we? we? Do. In the supplemental. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's from Chris. Oh, it's from Chris, not from the owner. I see. But the owner is CC'd on the email. Along with William, too. Along with William, yeah. <clears throat> is Are the owners on, on the call? Um, are the owners on the call by any chance? That should um, invalidate, I do not see them. That shouldn't invalidate the package. It just means you can't represent the owners. Yeah, then means there's no owner here. Right. Right. So, it doesn't mean we can't act. Often we defer if the applicant's not here. It doesn't mean we can't act, though. Yeah. And this is after the, how this many years? After, after, after the, the fact? After the fact approval for a half, for six inches. I just wanted to address the outreach effort because there's only one letter of support from a neighbor down the street. And there would probably be no one to address that. Yeah. I'd be a little reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. this is the one where they didn't talk to the neighbor because the neighbor had a baby. I could still sign things if I after I had a baby. <laughs> I, I would be inclined to support this. It's it's a six inch after the fact approval. It, uh, Make what, your motion. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Does anyone else want to make any comments before I, uh, I don't want to cut anyone off. Madam Chair. Go for it. Uh, uh, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution approving the use permit V-11814-22-UP-1 subject to the conditions listed. Any seconds? I'll second. 
Fabulous. Motion has been made by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Malice. Is there any further discussion? I would just make the comment that even though it's after the fact, it wasn't something that came to BZA before. So it, it, we have no way of knowing the level of support. True. Um, I think, I, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> um, I did overhear the way Ms. Freshman conducted the meeting and I kind of liked a little bit better than calling the roll. So can I do that? We don't have to call a roll when we're all here. Right. Yes, okay. correct. I, I like That's this. my understanding. All those in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion to grant the application passes five to zero. That was cool. <laughs> that concludes this matter. Congratulations. Welcome to the company. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the company. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. Have a good night. You too. All right. Mr. Bowen or Ms. Ryan, will you please call the next case? Yes, Ms. Arthurs. The next case is V-11815-22-VA-1. dash 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 This is a variance request by Alexandra Castro on behalf of Bambi Simrock and Douglas Clark, the owners, to permit a new addition that exceeds 50% of the aggregate floor area of the existing building on a lot that does not meet the lot area and lot width requirements for a semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district regarding a new rear addition and front porch to an existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 839 South Irving Street within the Arlington Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the variance request with conditions. Does anybody have any questions for the staff? I was about to say board again. Nope. Are the applicants with us? Yes, I see you on camera. Would you guys like to speak? Uh, well, we've lived in the area for a while. We bought the house in 2006. Been here for, I guess, 17 years. Love Arlington. Lived Arling in Arlington uh, even in 2003. Uh, we want to stay in the neighborhood, which we feel very lucky to be here. Our son is getting bigger. The house is small. Uh, we need a little more space. I think the only thing I would add is we've done a lot of neighborhood outreach, um, gotten about 25 signatures from neighbors. Um, we live in a, a duplex community, so we have all the required signatures and a lot of support from the neighborhood. No, no objections um, noted. Um, most of the neighbors were even surprised that we had to knock on their door and get signatures. So um, a lot of community support for this addition um, via a two-story addition on the back and then um, a front porch as well. Thank you. Does anybody have any questions for the applicants? No. Does anyone want to make a motion? Um, I will. I will. Thank you. Uh, I move Bartizong Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11815-22-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second it. A motion has been made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? Madam Chair? Yes. I will not be supporting the motion. Um, 
you know, we we as the BZA have been given standards um, that have been adopted by the state legislature that guides our decisions. And this is a case that is widespread and can be remedied through board county board action. And therefore, it does not adhere to the standards that we've been given. And I, to, to act otherwise, I think, would be um, in, in, um, in opposition to the standards that we've been given. Okay. Madam I'll, Chair. Yes. Sorry. I just want to follow up on that. Um, I, I tend to agree um, with Ms. Malice. Um, I just want to add that the, my hang up on these line of cases is the, um, the, the third, third prong of the second test, which is that this, this, the condition or situation of the property is not so general or recurring as to make it reasonably practical to formulate a regulation that can be adopted as an amendment to the ordinance. Um, staff here relies on there being six of these applications in the past three years. Um, I went back online um, on the, uh, and went through all the agendas of the last three years. And although some of the agendas are not accessible, there's, they're broken links. Um, I, I think that that can be justified on any number of variances that this board has, has heard in the last three years. Um, for example, the um, lot coverage issue had 11 cases in the last three years, which would only be 2% of all cases that this board hears. And so that's why I have trouble um, with that one prong of the test. I can probably get there on the hardship um, on, the, on the first half, but that's my hang up. I think I've made my of this abundantly clear. I'm sorry, this, this is Alex Castro with the builder. Um, Ms. Castro, we've already we've already talked. We're already past the comment okay. section. Thank you. All right. And I, I know I, I think I know where the board is going on there, but I just wanted to get that out for the record because these cases keep coming up and I haven't I don't think I've articulated my position pretty uh, well or fairly over the last case or two at least. I think yeah. I've made my opinion abundantly clear, so I will just refrain this time. Yes, Ms. Freshman. Uh, well, I'm I understand Ms. Malice's comments. Um, given that the staff's recommending approval, can you make a comment, staff, about why you think that it does meet the the test that we've been given by the legislature? Um, sure. Um, to reiterate some of the points made in the staff report, um, the semi-detached houses, um, especially ones that were built, you know, before 1950, are kind of singled out in the zoning ordinance not to get special treatment in the same way that one family attached dwellings are. Um, as to the possibility of the county board addressing this issue, um, we Article 16, which has the regulation that um, contains this restriction, was revisited by the county board recently um, in the past you know, three or four years, I believe. Um, and they chose not to address this more comprehensively. Um, and as for zoning division staff, you know, our role is to um, administer, interpret, and enforce the zoning ordinance. We don't get to dictate the policy, so we're stuck with the confines of the zoning ordinance as it is. And knowing that the county board has um, addressed certain elements of Article 16, but chose not to address this, um, we still think that the zoning ordinance um, imposes a burden in these instances. I'm sorry, I, I missed so the last saying, sentence that you said. Um, and I was just wrapping up and saying in these instances, we do think the zoning ordinance um, imposes a burden um, for the applicants, a hardship. The, the zoning ordinance cannot be a burden, it's the law. And the fact that the staff 
you know, and the county board revisited this section very recently and chose not to make a change, suggests that they don't wish to make a change. So why, why do we override what the board has decided to do? Is that a question to staff or? It's, it's a question or for a rhetorical someone. Question. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, if the, if the county board has revisited this and chose not to make a change, well, don't we get to decide if it is a hardship and that we disagree with the county board that there is a hardship, then we, we are not decision? in the business of agreeing or disagreeing that, you know, well, we agree that this is a hardship. If that's what we're deciding, don't we have the prerogative to decide if it's a hardship or not? We're saying staff's reasoning is that the county board didn't choose to make a change here, which creates that's a hardship. Right. Yeah, with the There's ordinance no, written as it is and it not being, you know, planned to be revised soon to our knowledge, um, you know, this this ordinance is set there. Um, so any deviations from that would be up to the BZA to determine whether oh, or not they're reasonable. But but as Mr. Kaplan said, you know, a deviation from lot coverage then becomes a, a hardship. If, and it, uh, a couple months ago, we had the pool case where we I think we were all in agreement that the pool should not have been approved. Well, that's I mean, that's clearly a hardship, right? The, the zoning ordinance is anti in-ground pools and doesn't grant a waiver for lot coverage for an in-ground pool. The, the, and dr drawing it back to my problem with the, the other criteria, like I, I can probably get to hardship, right? But, but I'm, I'm stuck on the, the um, as I said, the, it's not so general. And um, in that case, you know, what, one, one in-ground pool in three years, that's clearly you know, the same issue, right? We can make that with any case. Yeah, the, the, hard, the question for is, is whether the county board has, whether it's practical for them to remedy this, you know, because it, it is, it wouldn't, it's impractical if it only applied to one or two sites. But the fact that this situation applies to multiple sites throughout the county makes it practicable for the county board to make a change and and permit this. And the fact that they don't permit it um, and makes it you know, the zoning regulation that we follow. It happens to multiple locations in one particular area of the county. No, these, these we did a study, staff did a study for us. These are north of Lee Highway. This isn't just one Not neighborhood. All. The cases that we've had recently are south. No, They're but the, the, con the condition exists throughout, throughout Arlington. All right. Well, they're not asking for the relief to the South Arlington people are. Does anyone, shall I call the roll? Do we have a motion seconded? Yeah. You seconded it, right? Okay. All those in favor? Aye. Just one? Chair votes aye. Yeah. All I those opposed? Aye. Huh? I'm an aye. Aye. All those opposed? Nay. No. No. All right. The motion to pass. The motion to grant the application passes three to two. Congratulations, guys. That concludes this matter. Mr. Bowen, please call the next case. Yes, Ms. Arthurs. The next case is the related use permit for the same application. Um, it is case number V-11815-22-UP-1. This is a use permit request by Alexander Castro on behalf of Dan B. Simbrock and uh, Douglas Clark, the owners, to permit a rear setback of 18.6 feet to the addition wall and chimney 
18.3 feet to the eave instead of 25 feet to the addition, 23.5 feet to the chimney, and 21 feet to the eave as required from the rear property line, and to permit a left side setback of 6.4 feet to the wall of the addition instead of 10 feet as required from the left side property line regarding a new rear addition and front porch to an existing semi-detached dwelling in the R27 zoning district on the premises known as 839 South Irving Street within the Arlington Heights Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the use permit request with conditions. Does anybody have any questions for the staff? The applicants, do you guys wish to speak again? No additional comments, no. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody want to make a motion? Okay. Thank you. I move the Board of Zoning Appeals approve the attached proposed resolution uh, granting use permit V-11815-22-UP1 subject to the conditions listed. I'll second it. Motion has been made by Ms. Freshman, seconded by Ms. Clark. I'm going to go back to calling the roll. We got a little jumbled last time. <laughs> Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to grant the use permit passes, passes five to zero. Congrats, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that concludes this matter. Mr. Bowen, will you please call the next case? Yes, Ms. Arthurs, the next case is the last case on the agenda. Uh, it's case number V-11816-23-VA-1, a variance request by Custom Design Tile on behalf of David and Andrea Ruse, the owners, to permit a structural alteration to an existing non-conforming, excuse me, to an existing non-conforming townhouse regarding a renovation to an existing townhouse dwelling in the RA1426 zoning district on the premises known as 4232 35th Street South within the Farlington Civic Association. Staff recommends that the board adopt the attached proposed resolution granting the variance request with conditions. Please note that we did receive supplemental material for this case. Um, that includes a BZA comment form indicating support as well as email correspondence from the owner regarding condo application, excuse me, condo association approval of the project. I know that there are a lot of questions for the staff, so I will open this up to my fellow board members <laughs> to ask away. Well. Why are we here? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> That's my question, right? Like, Yes, so I believe that um, this is a rarer type of request for the BZA to see, but did run this application by um, the zoning administrator, Ms. Baum, as well as our zoning plan review team. And in this instance, there's a couple things that um, necessitate a variance, and that is a little bit different than maybe some of the other projects that have happened in Farlington. Um, Farlington has several large parcels with several individual apartment garden style buildings on them. And uh, those buildings, um, according to our current zoning ordinance, need to be 20 feet away from each other. Now, what's you know maybe interesting about Farlington is that some of these buildings are 20 feet from their neighbors, despite the fact that they were built before the zoning ordinance. Not all of them are, though. And in this instance, this particular building is less than 20 feet from its closest other garden-style apartment building, townhouse dwelling block, whatever you want to call the residential buildings. Um, 
Furthermore, um, I know that we have received with some recency a um, probably in the last year or two an as-built plat from, I believe it came from the Fairlington Civic Association um, that shows the setbacks more um, correctly for some of these properties. So in the past, we did not have access to that document. Um, now we do, and that has um, caused you know us to be easier it'd be easier for us to assess which buildings are 20 feet away from each other. Previously, we would have to rely on applicants to provide those plats. So, so are you saying that this is treated as the whole building? The issue here is, um, and then one more point to the last question, is that not all of the other um, interior work that has gone on in Fairlington is necessarily structural. Um, sometimes, you know, when a project comes in, we'll um, coordinate with our colleagues in the inspection services division who oversee the building code. And in this case, they deem the work that was happening structural. So um, Article 16, the zoning ordinance prohibits um, structural alterations to nonconforming buildings and townhouse dwellings are not excluded like single family dwellings are. It kind of makes sense. So 4234 and 4236 are less than 20 feet away and because this is that's considered one whole building that's what necessitates this. yeah i think it's uh the 40 is i'm not sure if it's 4216 or 4316 um but the one that meg is um pointing between on the screen that one is less than 20 feet away. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about 16 feet away yeah okay i was looking at the tax map yeah okay blake does that mean that uh, that any um improvements in any of that stick of townhouses would have to come to bza what confuses me because i know people who live there yeah. and there are a lot of uh, buildings that look like apartments mm -hmm. where the first floor has a basement and the second floor has an attic and many of them have been completely redone and which in my definition of things is structural because they're all so old that they don't meet any of the building codes. Yeah. And if you're going into an attic, you have to have different mm -hmm. studs and all kinds of stuff. So <clears throat> it just, one of the reasons I generated my question was because, um, you know, in 10 years, I haven't ever seen somebody come in from Fairlington other than a window wall that I think I remember. Um, well. Oh, well. So that's why I was concerned that um, given that this com is completely interior mm -hmm. and I guess you can make a distinction between popping the ceiling and going into the attic versus just redoing a kitchen, mm -hmm. which can also involve a lot of structure. It just struck me as odd that after all this time, all of a sudden we have a case that appears to be an anomaly or singling out um, versus all of the, the work that's been done in that community pretty much in the, for six or seven decades. Yeah, and I can't say for certain, of course, that there hasn't been some cases where the zoning ordinance, you know, perhaps wasn't applied correctly when it shouldn't have been. And, you know, maybe those applicants to an extent got away with, um, you know, a project that maybe should have required a variance. Um, that being said, you know, in this case, it's a combination of factors. You know, it's not necessarily that every project in Fairlington will need to come before the BZA, but in this case, it's a building that is less than 20 feet from another building. And also the proposed scope of work is structural in nature. So that's what necessitates it. And yeah, as freshman as you identified, I believe there's only been in the last five years, one other case in Fairlington that came to the BZA. 
So they that remember case and is coming to the BCA from Fairlington. It's it's the, yeah, I think it's just a window well project. So when they go for a building permit, they talk to you guys talk to each other about whether or not it's just a building permit or it's something worse. Go yeah, to more elaborate. Kind of depends on the project and how it comes to us. Sometimes people come to the BZA, um, BZA staff um, directly knowing that they need a variance or just inquiring if they need a variance. Other times, a rejection comment will be received um, from ISD directly, and then they'll come and speak to us afterwards. Um, I'm not sure which order things happened in for this particular project, um, but I believe it may have been the latter, and perhaps the applicants um, can shed some light on that if needed. It would seem that the the HOA should be warning everybody who comes to them because typically i mean people that i know have just had building permits and hoa approval but maybe they need to alert people that this is the possibility because it adds a lot of time and expense yeah and i know our colleagues um hang on just a second we'll we'll get okay. to you guys thank you um i know the zoning plan reviewer uh excuse me, Zoning Plan Review Supervisor Rosa Shore, as well as Stephen Rissey, who's on the call, um, I believe went to the Fairlington Civic Association to kind of give um, an overview of this process, because we do have a few other Fairlington projects in our queue that will be coming to the BZA in the coming months. Hmm. So, so Mr. Um, Bowen, what I understand is that the, the relevant facts here are that the building is non-conforming because of the setback. Staff did not have access to good data in the past as to what the setbacks actually were. And then the third is that section 13, 16 does say structural changes and that structural change is defined by inspection services. Uh, we work, yeah, we work in conjunction with inspection services to determine whether or not the proposed um, construction plans show structural alterations. Okay, but I think the, the key may be here that they lack the data to say that buildings were non-conforming and therefore, hmm. yeah. you know, they, they didn't, you know, it, no flags were raised. We're, we're a, if this were like a single family home, they would have required a survey with right. all of that information on it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Which I can't imagine what a survey on development would be would cost right, right. oh yeah it's also I well i can i can i can actually <laughs> probably tell you how much it costs i've seen a couple right. on them all they're not pretty yeah i'll also just add that this um there's not that many by right um large um residential developments in arlington that are multiple family and townhouse as this one is um which would be non-conforming Right, so not only by right, but non-conforming by you know, which, yeah, which were by right at one point and now non-conforming. That was going to be my question if you knew. Yeah, predating the, the zoning ordinance that right. became non-conforming in 1950. Do you have any idea what that number is or ballpark? No, I do not. Probably single digits. Probably single digits, yeah. I think, yeah. Which helps me meet that third test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, the, the need for a variance is is the is the strange strangest thing that you need a so what are we we are what are we at granting the variance for? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> We're granting a variance we to permit a structural alteration. Yeah, Correct. There's no exterior work happening in this, which yeah, is an oddity. We shouldn't be here. We're a structural alteration, and so the standards for a structural alteration would 
This is a this is a bureaucratic tax on this in, internal renovation. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for a motion. I'm ready for a motion. We do have the applicants here who haven't spoken. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're going to tell us where we went wrong in our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please. The applicant. I, I'm, yeah, I'm uh, Mike Brennan. I'm with Custom Design Tile. Um, you guys hit on a lot of the stuff that I've been, I mean, it's been a couple month process of me. I, I do these work in, our, in Fairlington all the time, and this is the first time I've had to do a variance, and several of them have been non-conforming. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just been a frustrating process because it, it's all interior. I'm not touching the exterior of this, this unit. It's we're adding an attic space. And according to the code, a structural, so if someone wants to remodel their kitchen and wants to make it more open concept, that's a structural change. Um, so what that is saying is that we can't do kitchen remodels in this area. Um, and to the one woman, I'm sorry, I, I don't know your name, but you were mentioned the HOA um, be, being made aware of it. They are mm -hmm. now because we've had to go through this process and we we work with multiple of the Fairlington HOAs and we're starting to let them know that be, let you should let your, your people know because we're having to do a variance for this that as many of you said, why are we here? Um, so it's it's been kind of frustrating. <laughs> so, so you're but, not so, doing anything unusual? No, it's been done in multiple units. My clients bought this because uh, it's everyone's doing it that have these units. Yeah. Yeah. And and Mr. Bowen, how did how does the county define structure? Is that defined in the code or is that defined in building services? Um, it's not defined in the zoning ordinance. I don't believe we define structure, but not like a structural alteration. So it would be a definition unlikely from in the, the uh, Virginia Uniform Statewide Building Code. And and this this to the applicant and you're familiar with the statewide building code and why? This is considered structural? Yes. Okay. According to their definition. Yeah, yes. I think, yeah. Well, I'm, I am glad to hear that um, people are being made aware of this. Well, it, it, this is the first variance that has had been done. So yeah. as I said, we, we're a contractor in this area and do a lot of work. So we have re we're starting to reach out um because people are buying these units to do to do this work because it's been approved so many times sure i i don't know if this is the right time i do have a comment about the um conditions i'll go go ahead whenever that is the yeah time. go ahead it, you, you still um, have the floor okay so one of the conditions was if I'm reading this correctly, that we have to submit a plat after the work is complete. Is Am I reading that correctly? We do have a condition. Um, I would say it's, we don't have necessarily standard condition for BZA approvals, but that one um, I believe is written in such a way um, if the zoning administrator requires it. Um, in this case, I don't have a sense that she would require it, so that condition um, okay. may not be enforced. Mr. Okay. Mr. Bowen. Yeah, I just yeah. Say that. And we're also probably free to take that out. We can take so that out, can't we? we? 
I mean, it, it reads shall, so it doesn't give you an option. Um, if you change it to may, uh, the zoning administrator has an option. Or we can take it out entirely. Right. But I, I don't know the consequence of not having a plat. I mean, a plat's all exterior, right? Yes. And don't we have a plat that they've provided? Yes, nothing's changing. Yeah. I. Yeah, and the BZA is, of course, welcome to stricken the condition if they don't think it's necessary. Oh, you, you, you don't see a problem with us stripping that? Uh, to my mind, no, since there's no exterior work happening. <laughs> I'm fine taking that out. Motion? Yes, go Everyone for ready? Um, with my apologies to the applicant, I motion, uh, I, I motion, where, where, I, I move. I, sorry, I move, I move that the Board of Zoning Appeals adopt the attached proposed resolution approving the variance V-11816-23-VA-1 subject to the conditions listed with the exception of striking number two. Second. 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 A motion has been made by Mr. Kaplan, seconded by Ms. Clark. Is there any further discussion? I will call the roll, Ms. Freshman. Aye. Ms. Malice. Aye. Ms. Clark. Aye. Mr. Kaplan. Aye. Chair votes aye. And motion to grant the application passes five to zero. Congrats and sorry about the long process. Someone should petition the panel. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I was going to ask, what the, how do we do that? Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, we do a lot of these projects, so I was I was kind of curious as how we we do that to so we don't have to do this. Every time. Do Every what? Time. How do you petition the county board to change this requirement to not have to come before us? So it's it's section 16 in our code, right? Uh, the zoning ordinance? Yes. And so it could be remedied by the county board. And yeah, uh, Ms. Mike, uh, we have um, the county board's email addresses are listed on the county board's email, um, or excuse me, on the county website. Um, so one way to start that process would just be to reach out to them and let them know um, any particular issues you want to talk about um, in relation to potential upcoming legislative priorities. So from a practical okay. standpoint, that's a staff answer. From a practical standpoint, you really want to get the Farlington Civic Association condo associations together on this. Yeah, all of them. And, and, and have, yeah. have Put a lot it of come pressure. from the community rather than from a, a contractor. Right. So when Stable you're getting contractor. word out, when you're getting the word out, you know, uh, you know, there's there's civic associations as well as condo associations. Mm -hmm. So if you can get the civic associations to start petitioning the county board on this, that would be most effective. Great. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Ms. Arthur. Yes. I move approval of the minutes, BZA minutes of January 11, 2023. Second. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call the roll. Ms. Freshman? Aye. Ms. Malice? Aye. Ms. Clark? Aye. Mr. Kaplan? Aye. Chair votes aye. Motion to pass the approval of the minutes passes five to zero. 